0: And welcome back for another episode of Trash Talk. And I'll tell you what, I wish we could have done another episode in between because mm. I hate to go back on the past, but we'll touch it. I have to. And it's something that I don't want to touch for the 10-foot pole, but I will. Yep. Game three of the Melbourne United versus Sydney Kings series was the single most disappointing thing I have ever seen from the NBL.
1: You weren't the only one to be throwing that out there. A lot of people on Twitter, a lot of journalists uh, came out and said a lot of things. And look, it was just obviously reading what people were saying, watching the game. We wanted something special from that rivalry, didn't we? And well, I <laughs> We got something special, but it was from the wrong dudes. The <laughs> refereeing in that game was absolutely atrocious. and Not just
0: atrocious, but so favoured towards the Kings that it was almost
1: unbelievable. And a lot of uh, like Melbourne fans obviously jumped on feeling the same way and the other Not p- just Melbourne fans no, The no, worst part yeah, of it everyone. was And, and
0: I've cut you off here a little bit Because I'm just yeah, <laughs> I'm no, so angered it. by that, what happened during that game But bipartisan fans Fans that had no vested Fans that didn't have a dog in the fight people, I was with a whole bunch of people that didn't watch the NBL <laughs> And even they watched that game And thought shit something's up here This is weird And I'm not suggesting anything of that nature, but I'm just saying that whether the refs got intimidated by the crowd, intimidated by the moment, I don't know what it was, but that was the worst refereeing performance that I've ever seen in this league.
1: It was the big calls. (laughs) You're sitting there saying, what do I say without losing my job? (laughs) The big calls (laughs) late is what I was disappointed in. I have to point out the Kevin Lish offensive foul. Disgusting. When you have so many of them called throughout the game, that one was so pivotal. And it made worse that he managed to turn around and hit a massive three ball to give them the lead late. And there's the thing. Look, Melbourne had shots down the oh, stretch to time. win. And that's the, the hardest time. thing with this in terms
0: of... Because I am complaining about the refs, yes. But I'm not saying do Sydney not deserve to be in the finals.
1: Sydney deserved to be in the finals. Yeah, They deserve to be well, in the finals way more than Melbourne do. Well, Melbourne... The biggest thing is they should have won game one and it wouldn't have even got to that there. situation. There's no
0: need to get to that situation. Right. And, and you know what? You need luck. If you are going to win a championship, 100%. you need luck. Yeah. So that to be able to come back, there's luck involved in coming back from 16 points down with six minutes to go. Whatever whatever it was. There's luck involved in that. There's luck involved with calls going your way in that game. But I just cannot voice my frustration enough. Oh no, you're doing a good job. That so we <laughs> No, there's a lot of things that I will not touch with this. <laughs> But we have so many people watching this game. Like It was at a perfect time. A perfect time. There was nothing taking away from it. And we'll touch on things taking away from the spectacle of what is the NBL as we go later on to this podcast. But there was nothing. This was the highlight of the night. This was what everyone was watching.
1: And they dish that shit up. Dean Vickerman has some pretty strong but smart words in Very the press smart. conference. Of, I would
0: not have held myself together as well as Dean Vickerman well, did if I was on the receiving end. Just of saying that how you garbage. do need
1: the communication because you want. We could talk about consistency throughout the whole year, and you watch back game two and even game one to an extent. A lot of physicality was let play, which is what we want in finals. You want everything to ramp up and let yep. unless someone's getting decked or. But the coolest thing when that happens is to have it. For both sides, right, exactly. But that's what I'm saying is like that's we had that in the in the first two games, and then Melbourne Melbourne's physicality at the start of game two was enormous, and it just stemmed obviously to that massive blowout win. weren't allowed to get away with the same amount in game three at the start, and then it just stemmed from there, and it felt like they were fighting an uphill fight. And as you said, they still had chances to win, but take nothing away that that should have been already over. Or Sydney, they're top of the table for a reason in the league they should be in a grand final. Well, they top of the
0: table and we haven't seen, we've seen some weird stuff from them in the finals. It hasn't been the, the Sydney Kings of the regular season does not appear to be the Sydney Kings we are watching they are being taken advantage of on those drop screens just like we said would happen during the regular season they found a way to make that work. But it doesn't seem like that's working. And again I'm digressing all over the place because I'm rattled. At what I witnessed in that game three, and it left such a bad taste in my mouth that I felt sick watching it. I felt sick because we've all been involved in games where we just feel like we are copying the raw end of the deal. Oh, every... But any, I feel, any league, I feel for, any And, and again, yeah. people think that I'm going against Sydney. I could not care less whether Melbourne won that game or Sydney. I do not have a dog in that fight. Your dog was cans in there. My dog was Cairns. Yeah. <laughs> they, they got put down later on by Perth. <laughs> My dog is Cairns in this entire final series. Yeah. I did not care who won that, that game between, Perth and Mel- between Sydney and Melbourne. I cared that it was a good spectacle for the league because at the end of the day, and a lot of people wonder why I'm so outspoken on a lot of the negative aspects that we have on the league, because not many people do it. Because of things I've pointed out in previous podcasts and got in trouble for are oh, yeah. certain reasons why certain things are not brought up because of the way this whole system is designed.
1: No, well, you're smart. You are <laughs> just not. No, well, you touch are a smart that. man. I'm. <laughs> I'm going from what I read and saw from other fans and people were saying, "Hang on, Sean Long took bad threes down the stretch. Uh, Melo Trimble took bad shots. Sean Long sat for about ten minutes in a crucial period with foul trouble, and to come in and they were wide open threes that he'd been making. They're going to be hard to make when you've been sitting down for so long. They had." 11 free throws in the first quarter so it was like you had to start resting guys they put Joe Achul in who wasn't hitting the shots that he was in the first two games so everything had to change for Melbourne and it was like they were fighting an uphill fight and Sydney did what the eventual leaders of the league should do they made to take care of business and then we'll get on to it. Oh, is that the next topic the next game the next game yeah that usually is where we're, well, no, move not on. Sure. we're not,
0: we're not going to touch look and, and, and no disrespect to the perth Can series I think that it, it followed that home, 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 just like we thought it was. It, it kind of just like there's nothing really to talk about with it because it was as expected. Completely as expected.
1: What wasn't expected was Cam Oliver and Bryce Cotton to be zero points each at halftime. No. That not was at all. definitely not. That, like,
0: that is a betting man's number.
1: Yeah. Mirko Jerich went off. He was really good. Um, I would love to see Cairns keep the majority of players, obviously, that they can, just because they can build something special. I don't think they keep Cam Oliver. Well,
0: don't keep Cam Oliver. I've had word that Scott Machado could be staying. Oh, yeah. From what I've heard, we, had, a, I've heard, yeah, we had us talk to him
1: on the uh, awards night. He seemed to love what Cairns delivered. We love Cairns, but he gave us nothing that was saying that, you know, I'm just hanging
0: around. It, it was sort of like that. And and I wonder just, uh, whether I wonder whether there's been money from the NBL chipped in, sort of like the Next Stars program. Yeah. Because it's a community-based model, I wonder whether more money's been chipped in from elsewhere to keep Scott Machado. Because at the end of the day, you're going to seek your market value. And I'm not sure whether Cairns on their own could afford the market value that he's is, that is Scott Machado mm. the fans MVP yeah level.
1: and he loves winning and he loves having fun, like. and I think him and DJ Newby will probably both stay that's his second year DJ yeah. in there so they'll probably stay keep the rest of that young core Blagandjevic all those young guys who've got a little bit of a chance but they started to build something special so if they can keep Cam Oliver as well Whew. but I anyway, don't we, we've, we've touched on the,
0: we've touched on the past we've touched on the future yeah. right now
1: <laughs> the present the present I
0: lie. We're going to talk about game one, which already happened. So, it's technically the future. But it is the present series. Thoughts, queries, concerns with everything that went on. I know I have got a multitude of everything in that you category. You are on fire today. No, I think... Well, I'm dressed like a middle-aged dad. I feel like a boomer right now. You this are. like an ASOS $7 shirt. Is it?
1: That's nice. That's um, Woolen. But Perth, this is what happens. Everyone writes Perth off. We People wrote them off even in game three. And then they're like, well, they'll probably lose game one. It's over in Sydney. All that kind of stuff. But... That's not how Perth operate. They Ooh, just no, have no, no. so many guys who have been there and done that. But I'll touch on one thing about that game. Sydney's team MVP, Joshon Tate, has to drive that ball, that last oh, possession. Oh, God. That was as
0: soon as I saw him catch it with no disrespect to Wagstaff, great player, and again, again, I believe equal David Stiff with his record if Perth win this championship. He had an open lane to the rim.
1: Even if Bryce, it was Cotton was yeah. the only guy on the other side. Bryce Cotton, no disrespect, he's not a rim defender. Even if he was a one-on-one with Wagstaff, he's still got to be able to take that, put heat on the rim. Because they weren't down three. Were they? No, they were, no. They, were, they were down two and he yeah. gave a handoff to a player who was 0
0: of 9 and a player who has consistently failed to hit big shots in big games in Casper Wet.
1: Well, they just... You're right, he wasn't hitting anything. But I'm, that's my thing it was just Sean Tate. And we're gonna when we dig deeper into this series, especially game one, Boget played out of his mind. Bogut was elite We're back to the he was a been Bo- there Done that There's This a, sort of pressure that's Environment we to him and, and, That's what we yeah, expected He's from waited for this Is he going to be able To produce that every game Of this series Is my biggest thing Once it gets into The Friday Sunday Then I'm not sure But you've got
0: to remember That in my opinion This is Bogut's last year There's going to be That much cortisone Rolling through <laughs> that back That I think he's going To be fine for every game I, I have no issues I'm sure he'll play Yeah I'm just what yeah, but he I have no, no issues with, with his
1: production He was 18-12-4 and four, I believe And played really well And I think that That was Sydney's game To really just set a tone of saying look Bogues is here we're going to take this game one and we're going to go back there and try and steal game two because now momentum I still think I still think Sydney can win a game in Perth I don't know whether it'll be this one I think Perth will probably go up 2-0 just because they, they've been here they've done this and they don't they've lost games in regular season at home but when it comes to finals they're a different animal they are
0: and I'll tell you what, I'm not going to break the game down in terms of, you know, Perth should do this, Sydney should do this, because if you want to see that, go listen to Liam Santamaria on overtime. He does, yeah, a, he, does a, he does a fantastic job at, of breaking down. Well, we will down. later on. I've got something to say. He on does a fantastic about. job of breaking down absolutely every single little thing that each team needs to do, and it sometimes shocks me that he isn't a coach <laughs> at some of the stuff. If you on see Some of the stuff that Liam writes turns out being exactly what should be on done. On scouting, yeah. On scouting reports and that sort of stuff. So if you want those analytics, then go there. But the thing I want to talk about is what's happening off-court with the Kings. And we'll compare them both right now. The Perth Wildcats, you look at the way that Sydney acted after they beat Melbourne in Game 3. I'm all good for emotion. You know I love getting passionate and up mm. and about. Yelling at the camera, Casper Ware yelling at the coaching staff for Melbourne, even Sean Bruce, who I don't get me wrong, I love Sean Bruce, yelling at the camera after the game, all this sort of stuff up and about, geeing up in the handshake lines against Melbourne. You know what Perth do? No real celebration once they win. We've got bigger things to do. Was you know what happened when they, they come into this game against Perth? They get humbled. Sydney got humbled by Perth, <laughs> completely and utterly humbled. You know what Perth did after they won one of the most unwinnable games, which is a road game in an NBL Grand Final series. Very, very rarely won. I'm not sure the exact statistic, but it's like 38 and two. Home team. Well, there was winning. one out of nine. You know what previously. Perth did? Yeah. They go straight to the fucking baseline, warm down. None of this celebrating stuff. Bryce Cotton's not jumping up and around, acting like a fool. They just go straight down there. You know what I see on Twitter this week? I see personnel from the Sydney Kings talking and going back at media people and not going back like, you know, offensive stuff, but engaging in that sort of stuff on Twitter. You know what I don't see from the Wildcats, who have won championship after championship after championship? Any sort of reaction to the outside world. You know what LeBron does? That zero dark 30 where they just shut their phones off for the final series? I think Sydney need to maybe take a look out of that notebook because it seems to work. And it seems to work for Perth, this no bullshit sort of strategy.
1: I want anyone who's listening to our podcast for the first time Jump on to watch it on YouTube The veins going through Felix today In the first 10 minutes have been insane But I've got a couple of things on that Because it I think- annoys me Because, I, I again,
0: people think I have a dog in this fight I don't care who wins out of Perth or Sydney You know what the craziest thing is? I love the Perth Wildcats But for the benefit of the league I want Sydney to win the championship Yeah, right Because I want that market to be Something able to new, grow yeah. and flourish mm. I want Sydney to... Do not get that twisted I would be happier for the league growth if Sydney won the championship. It just annoys me when I see outside influence and getting obsessed with what we're saying here or what people are saying, what Liam Santamaria says on Twitter. Don't worry about that shit. Focus on what you need to do on court. And it seems like that stuff creeps in because Sydney are far better than what they've produced so far in this final series.
1: So I want to go back to when you're saying about the carry-on. I want to give a... I do agree, but I think a little bit to the fact of the Sydney-Melbourne rivalry. what Perth-Cairns isn't a rivalry. No, no, no but not, in, not even that. Like, like I remember the Chopwood thing that Weaver tweeted. Yeah. That one.
0: Chris Pongrass going on. At Liam Santamaria posted a thing about being 0-2, which is almost like a joke tweet. I saw that. Because it was was a three-game series, so 0-2 means you've won the series. It was kind of a joke tweet from Liam. And then commenting back saying, like, oh, there's only been one game. Just leave it. Focus. Wait. You can say whatever you want. And I'll tell you what I also look forward to. People, I hope they come at me after Game 5. If it goes to Game 5 and Sydney win. Because I'd love nothing more than if if I was in that position to come at someone that has been supposedly a hater (laughs) after you win, which I haven't. I've just in, In my opinion, I've told the facts and what I believe but I, I can see how it could be perceived as that because I am quite negative at times with a lot of things I just don't tend
1: to on this well, podcast I leave the positives for you well you've I've always been a positive guy but you as you said you don't have a dog in this fight so you say no. how you feel I spoke to Damian Martin three weeks ago and right before finals um, we had a little chat on the radio and he was saying I was like how do you get the team locked in for finals and stuff and he said we've got tunnel vision to what we want to achieve so it's almost like them beating Cairns are just like, that's what we do. Tick. That's why we don't see it's anything of that. It's ticking boxes until you win the chip. Any game, even a buzzer beater, you feel like they wouldn't carry on there. It's the tunnel vision from the Perth Wildcats. has been that way for a decade. And then you, you see, because they've had so much success doing it, they've been there. They've done that. Sydney hasn't done it. So Sydney celebrating their first playoff win was game one. So then their first playoff series since 2008. And, cel- and, and,
0: and celebrate games like that but do it in a respectful manner i didn't i thought some of the carry on especially yeah. and i'm also hearing this for, to be truthful hearing this from third parties yeah i was not there at the game so i cannot completely 100 confirm or deny but i trust the people that told me what went on and it was bipartisan i heard stuff too yeah yeah, yeah yeah. it wasn't like i'm speaking no, to people from I'm, melbourne who are telling no, me what happened here
1: i'm talking um obviously about perth and and the, i think that's what makes perth so good and then they're going to come in to take care of business on friday they know that if they lose both games this weekend they're right on the back foot they have the front foot right now and if they win back to back championships it just you can't even say it solidifies them as one of the greatest teams ever in Australia because they've already been there and done that it's it's what
0: they are it's just unfortunately the NBL's position in the social sporting landscape that they're not regarded in like you know if an AFL team had the same sort of success that the Perth Wildcats have had Mm. it'd be unfathomable yeah the sort of the the sort of, well, well, sort of now media we, attention we go and, and to and that sort of stuff.
1: The, this game on Friday night, coming back to Perth, so the game two. Which before is... before we leave
0: that last oh, one, sorry. The one thing that I do want to say is one of my favourite quotes is "Act like you've been here before." Yeah, that sort of saying. Act like you've been here
1: before. That is on. That is the Perth Wildcats. That should be on their city jersey if yeah. they if they <laughs> win. That should be on their city jersey. But a man that we have barely spoken about all year, he's, he was amazing in game one, and he'd be good on game two. Torico White. <laughs> Just pops up out of nowhere Out of nowhere And just says You know what Did this in the grand final last year Didn't miss It was ridiculous And I was like You know what Fair enough All fair play to you. Here's your ring Get off our court And then I was like We'll come back next year Have a big year Didn't No Did nothing
0: all year Wertho called it I remember we did, we did the podcast With me Wertho on homicide Sitting here oh. Wertho called it We were bagging out Tariqo I said Tariko needs to be on a flight home yeah. At one point during that year he said, nah, he's done this every single league he plays in. He comes and he shows up for the finals.
1: Bang. So if I'm Perth, done it again. Th- sign him for seven games to qualify. <laughs> just do that. Literally. Just sign him for seven games, get him there him, because yeah. he's,
0: he's a big time. And he there's is. not many players with the clutch ability of Rico White. He's mm. hit big shots in 2018 in that series. Mm. And he's hit he big shots last year. He's just a big time player.
1: Yeah. So then do you give Sydney much of a chance on Friday night? I don't know I just find it extremely hard In the jungle In finals In finals finals, There's a
0: reason why the home teams And I think Sydney let it slip I think Sydney and Whether we call it an emotional hangover maybe When you look at the the Heroics and everything That was going on after that game There Mm. is such a thing As an emotional hangover So if Sydney can steady the ship Then I think they're a chance Because these are the two best road teams In the league So I'm still giving them a chance I think Perth will win But I'm still giving them Somewhat of a chance
1: Yeah well you look at the last two years the grand final series we were part of was everyone won at home and then last year except for game four where Perth win um, to seal the thing and if we're shouting at Tariqo White we need to shout
0: out Kevin Lish another guy who again oh. flowed under the radar for the season a lot yeah. of people saying you know is the calf ready to go stepped up when he was needed Unlucky to not get the winner times there for for uh no, he was Sydney, massive but he was he was huge and when he started going I thought this is Sydney's game.
1: They kind of had uh, things kind of sorted out in terms of like Boga was playing well. Uh Cook's had 11 boards, Sean Bruce had 11 off the bench. They kind of had Well, the difference in the game was Casper. Yeah. And if Casper shows up Sydney and makes know that. Yeah. Makes three. Yeah.
0: 3 out of 10 from the 3 point line. They're fine. If Casper makes one out of 10 and that one shot is the final (laughs) shot
1: there. I know
0: They win the game. You only needed to make
1: one. If you make that, no one remembers what you've missed before. No one remembers. And you know what?
0: You get called a big game player, even though you go 0 (laughs) for 9. That's just how the sport works. Anyway, in play or out of bounds, this is one that means Mm. a lot to me. The final setup that we have at the moment. And before I get into this, it is very easy to cast stones from my position because I have no role... In the management, I don't yeah. know all the details of what goes on behind the scenes, the renting of venues, the availability of all this sort of stuff. But the in a perfect world, the NBL final setup right now kills the momentum. And I'm not talking about the week off. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the the way that it goes: game, 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 game. How how would you like it? We need it two to two, two one. Right. In the, in the final series. Because right now, and, and the issue is that we need it to take it almost over a week, which is the hard thing. Because right now, when we run into this point of the year, we clash with the women's cricket 2020 final. Yeah, yeah. The Grand Prix. Yeah. On this Sunday's game, yeah. which could be a decider. And then AFL round one, the holy grail of media bukakis. <laughs> is AFL round one. Someone could drop their boots on the way to practice and it is front page. They are not ready to play. That sort of thing. That is how much it dominates the media landscape. So my issue here is, and and fans will come to the game no matter what. You know, the the, the crossover between the Grand Prix and fans going to the NBL is not big. The crossover between the women's T20 and a game in Sydney, not big. But the issue is the media landscape and the NBL final should be front page of the paper because it is the, the trophy of the league we talk about the whole league culminates into this fest I'm trying not to use the word clusterfuck but clusterfuck <laughs> of media availability and everything this is the biggest thing that happens this year it is the final series the best thing about basketball is we have these series we don't just have one game we have a series so it builds up there's individual storylines within a championship run that is killed because and I'm not blaming the media on this because these are bigger events than what the NBL is right yeah. now we need to take advantage of what's on today Absolutely fuck all on tonight But
1: here's the thing Have the game tonight From I'm going with a Logistical standpoint as well If you go 2-1 two, two, And it's going to be A midweek game 2 of them We have to be midweek games Yeah As we've seen in the past Already for a game uh, Home away Home away People are like Oh well I'll get tickets to game 3 so you're going to get people who are like, oh, "I'll just come to game two. It's in two days' time." Yeah, but that's what happens anyway. Yeah, but I know. Right now, it's going like to be Sydney did a great
0: job of getting eleven thousand because if they're going to go, if I'm if I'm in Sydney and I'm buying tickets, and game three is a potential championship game decider, I'm buying tickets to game three because no matter what, that could be a. It's going to be a more influential game in the series.
1: Yeah, so we're getting
0: eleven thousand. Was a great job by Sydney.
1: Yeah, well, we, but I'm saying it'll be more magnified because it's going to be a midweek game as well. So it all it might go fully to help and might even out from eleven thousand to be five and a half at each. Yep. Uh, or it, if it goes that other way, all at one game and barely any at the other. So I don't know how it'll work. Uh, but is, it you, also, you raise a good point, and, and we and point. we don't have we don't play like the NBA throughout the season of so many games in a course of a, a small time frame. So. People's bodies, especially the older guys, aren't ready for that. They're either. professional athletes, man. They're ready to go. No, I'm with you. I'm they're just saying from go. the That's, other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, I'm sure. No, I, I guarantee I don't think it hurts the I guarantee you the that. fact that Sydney lost, they're sitting there on Sunday night being like, shit, I wish we could play on Tuesday. Yeah, but for sure, sure. The people who are involved in these sort of
0: decision making processes, I'm sure there's some sort of middle ground. Because obviously, it's not a perfect world. You cannot just do this. Well, it would have been... Because if they could do this, I, I I like to think that the NBL has run well enough where they would have done
1: it. Yeah, and if if you take out the FIBA thing, oh, I've seen your, some of your tweets saying that, no, if there's no NBL players, let's keep playing uh, yeah, that's, through that's, the FIBA that's, break. Yeah, no
0: NBL players in there. Just New Zealand. And yeah. and New Zealand. We're not going
1: to pander to New Zealand. But, it's it's, just, but then you're going to end up with potential Game 5 on a Grand Prix day. It would have been this year. It would have been if you had if Yeah, you but had you that schedule week. that away. Yeah, if you right. give
0: an extra day's rest, you give an extra day's rest. We're a league that just does... We're sort of a league that does whatever we want. When but, we talk about Looney Tunes, jerseys, this, that, nah. open air game. We can we can go two, two days break and then a random three-day break. That doesn't matter. I think the fans are conditioned enough to know that right now this league is run by... We're not. We're not like a governing body. Doesn't control. Like you look at soccer and the issues they have. Yeah, the A League sure. with the FFA. Well, we took over. We don't have
1: that. We took over from A League this year, I believe, from a, by far. Which is, by but I, but we're still as the NBL building into this Australian sporting culture that is dominated by AFL, rugby, this kind of stuff. So we're still building from 2015. was there wasn't there was about to be zero NBL ever. So it was almost like we're trying yeah. to still find our feet in it, which now, I'm sure, sure sure will come in time. We're still trying, but I agree with what you're saying. I just People who actually know what the ins and outs and logistics and all that will be able to figure that out. But I hope we get that eventually too. I hope we get seven games eventually. That'd be sick. <sighs> no, That's I think it's a, while sa- we get seven- that it's, it's a while till we get seven games. It's a while till we get seven games. Save that for next But anyway, week.
0: it's time for hot or cold. Now, if you notice during, during game three, mm. there was an entirely different set of referees yeah. than there had been yeah. in the previous games. Yep. So hot or cold, you need the same set of three officials ref game one all the way through to game three, game five if it's a grand final series. There is no need to change them. Certain teams
1: have a flow. Why bring in new refs who don't know the flow of the series? No, I think I'm with you. I think it's hot. I think it needs to be that way. I was trying to think of the, a side of it happens everywhere. You're trying to the think all day. Or there is absolutely nothing you could think to go against this one. No, the only thing is, is say in that game honestly, it's something you have a bit of a... A go back to the ref, you get teed up or a coach or something. That's in the back of their minds for the next couple. Obviously, it shouldn't You be bring professional referees. It shouldn't be. But you see it in the AFL. Yeah. The bias, a lot of positive, Nat Five, But you have it to <laughs> negative guys as well that you always get looked at. It's the same NBA. Certain refs don't like certain players. So uh, is it that how they do in the NBA? I don't even know. I can't even think about the playoffs. I believe so. I, right, I, yeah. So I, 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 I would be so. for, you it just roll first, through the same. The main thing is you you do it the first game and say it's – you call everything Everything's really soft or You let everything go Teams then know That we're going to practice Oi we're doing it We have to adapt That's how they call game one They're going to call game two the same That's what I think It'll be a positive Because no matter if It's really shit But you have to adapt to it Because it's going to be The same guys doing game two And then you can go to them And adapt And we go from there That's where I think It'll be a what be positive What uh, is No bones about it the effect, I
0: hate the term No bones about it And I you've just s- used it said a lot I'm of bones. wearing a dad polo And I've just used the dad term <laughs> the officiating difference between the physicality of Game Two and the physicality of Game Three is yeah. what cost Melbourne mm. United a spot in the Grand Final series. You cannot look at that two ways. Yeah. You cannot say I oh, was missed shots down the stretch. This team was playing far better than what Sydney was, mm. and you even saw it throughout that game. They managed to hang around with a completely lopsided foul count. Yeah, that was Melbourne's game for the taking. If that had been officiated, in my opinion.
1: By a by like the same it. crew the entire. I way like through. it. I think I've seen some. I don't know whether you tweeted about it. Or I've seen some other people tweet I used to about it. I was just firing at left, right, center, um, but weekend. I do like it. I, I think it's a great thing to have. There's enough. We we see. Uh, the main guys that we see all the time refereeing that you can have oh you three go to this one you three go to that one and then even still it gives them a chance to have that consistency for whoever gets picked for the grand final so it's almost like yeah it's you pick the best three refs and you from, roll through with them I think yeah. that's a good chance as well. or you pick four I think because there's a there's a fourth umpire I think that sits so you can rotate yeah, yeah the one on the bench so I like that I like, I'm like, hot oh, we actually have an answer <laughs>
0: <laughs> hot or cold Will Weaver's post game mm. comments I'm going to let you take the role on this one
1: Now I should have got The exact quote Because I remember Some people saying But it was They want to see If Bryce Cotton They were talking about The coverage of the Kings And Will Weaver did say he said there will be Some changes Sure You'd hope so But he did say We'll see if Bryce Cotton Can keep this up Now He's averaging 33 Against the Kings hmm. And he is The most In the league uh, Who can score In a variety of ways He's the most gifted scorer Besides maybe Scotty Hobson He's the best Hopsin. player in the league Yeah
0: I think that's what you were trying to get to.
1: But because he can, if you're going to drop off, he can shoot the three. If you're going to come up, he's going to go around you, or he's going to shoot the floater, or he's going to knock down the mid range. All extremely high percentages, extremely effective. And if you have to have someone to come help, he's going to find Clint Steindl. He's going to find those guys. So I think it's a very bold thing to say because I think he will be able to keep it up. But I, he, did, he did say there'll be some. He's going to be able to keep it up. The dude is averaged. 33. 33 points against them and torched
0: mm. them every single time. And you know why he's torched them? Because they run that drop style of defense and it works against every team in the NBL. It works against every team because no one else has a Bryce Cotton. No, it, it works against it almost it works against Perth. It just doesn't work against Bryce. It works against yeah, every other player I, Perth has. You can run, I'll, I'll, I'll back Tarico shooting that shot every single time. For like sure. I love Don't get me wrong. Hasn't know, done it consistently four. enough. I like the strategy. I just think that they've got to find something else and <laughs> I feel stupid saying this because Will Weaver is a much better coach than I have the ability to analyze a basketball game. But there's just something here. It it just seems flat obvious to someone who doesn't view basketball through that crazy analytical lens that some view it. hmm. I view it in pretty simple terms. And for me, if I can notice that happening, it's, it's a bit strange.
1: Well, we called this early in Trash Talk from I think, the second game they played when Perth went into Sydney. Yeah. And it was just like, they can't do it against Bryce. Like Bryce is the one guy they can't play this they way. Even DJ Newbill heard of him. And the Yeah. Um, the only way they can really... I can see it change. They did it a few weeks ago was whenever one of the bigs goes up. So, say... Um, some, Plumlee's going up, to set the screen instead of Bogut going up. You send Deshaun Tate off Nick K, so Bogut will x out. I'm now nah, I'm talking analytics, but it, leaves, <laughs> it lets Deshaun Tate switch onto him, which is a lot easier. Yeah, there's there's methods and ways you can do it because
0: you, can, you realistically can't have Bogut up there guarding a guy at the three. say this line. now, it's and
1: not, yeah. we, we you watch them trap Bryce every every time, like. But yeah, but that, that's to, the thing. Yeah. You've,
0: you, you've got it. You've got to try something and get cans trapped him at work. I think Sydney are a better defensive team, than they don't need to trap. They just need to make a little adjustment and maybe bring him up a bit. Someone of what it is again. Know? I'm
1: talking about what I've read someone randomly just put why don't you put Didi on him and I'm like well a bit longer I, I don't mind maybe it opens up yeah, more I don't for Casper I don't mind trying something like that um, I don't like Casper on him at all purely because right now it takes him, him out of the offensive end for sure do
0: I, do I think that Casper guarding Bryce Cotton is the thing that's taking him out of the, on the offensive end no I think that Casper has struggled in big games for a long time Yeah, that's what I think this is but I think you want to give him the best chance to load up because Casper can still even though he has had a terrible run in a lot of finals games and a lot of big moments he can win a game off... He's such a great player that he can win a game off his own hand. Yeah. If you let him go and he showed glimpses of it against Melbourne,
1: bad yeah. overall series, but glimpses and of it. big when he needed... Yeah. That sort of stuff. And I'm thinking, Bryce also has it the best. As elite as he is, one of the best imports ever because he has Mitch Norn and Damian Martin to go and make other guards' lives yeah. hell. Like, he is in the best spot, which is why he signed for three years, which is why he's... Not why he's so good. He's just a freak. But... Big credit to Damien Martin hit a massive three as well. Jesus, these guys just know how how to win there. there. They They know how to win, and that's the dangerous
0: thing. They've been there. As I say to Sydney, act like you've been there before. Now, I finally have a positive. No, you've had a few. I know where you're going with this. A very, very rare positive, but I'm going to say hot or cold, but I don't even need to add it in there. The Sydney Kings ticket prices. I'm going to go ahead and say hot. This is a fantastic initiative by the Sydney Kings reasonably priced tickets you look at some of the, the mm. numbers that have been thrown out right now it was like 224 bucks for 3 tickets in Perth to that game whereas guys are taking you know, 62 bucks for a family of 4 for Sydney Yeah, that's what you need to be doing and, and it's easy to say that's what you need to be doing but that it, it takes some balls to actually get out there and do that and I know Sydney have done the same thing with their memberships for next year in a world where sporting teams are hiking up prices for demand yeah when finals come around, they hike the price up. Something that Melbourne's done for a while. Mm. Melbourne's hiked the price up. And I know the members always complained and said, "What? Like, what is the necessary? Why, why are we doing this? And we don't know the logistics behind the scenes and the finances that go on. But this isn't an easy decision by Sydney to give. Well, it's an easy decision in, in my opinion of how they're trying to re- relate with the fans and get people to the games. But there's a financial hit that will most likely be a, be taken with this as
1: well. Oh, for sure. But this is what you need. When we talk about, if you finish, top and you go to the grand final season, you're going to be the home team for the three of the games, that first game is going to be a struggle to get tickets, to get fans, sorry, because yep. they have at least yep. one game in the bank. Perth fans, if Sydney had won, almost like, well, we have to go to game two because there may not be a game four. So that game one is so hard to get tickets and fans for, so they did a great job and that's the way to do it. I think it's the same for game three, isn't it? I think I've it. Yeah, not a bit. It's it's a, a flatline thing. And look, I've, I've had my differences with with Paul
0: Smith and, mm. and whatnot on Twitter and all that sort of stuff, and still remain to have my to have my differences with him and and the yeah. way he goes about things and the way Sydney go about things in certain ways. But he's endeared himself in the way that he's gone about these ticket prices. The stuff that he appears to be doing for the AAP Associated Press uh, journals that have lost their job after the closure there. So there's look, I have no doubt this is a good man, <laughs> and I have my differences with him on a basketball sense and yeah. a few other senses. But but that is but this is some, what some, and some this some is great what, stuff that he's doing for basketball. From and Sydney what in that he regard. said and,
1: and from other Sydney people, Chris Pongas as well, because they're in a they're an AFL rugby dominated. He's the place. toughest market, toughest toughest market, and, to and build that's a exactly basketball what they have to do. And you're right, they're taking a financial hit fought to do this and it's the Sydney fans are jumping on board they're loving it and it's yeah. building so good great to them, and hopefully they get a couple more games there We, everyone wants to see five games in this come on well so I, want to, I want to see Sydney yeah. win but right now with the way that the Kings have acted
0: and the way the Kings are playing I don't know first in three maybe
1: nah no way <laughs> there's
0: no way that anyone no. lets that game go just uh, just three games but anyway over to the NBA will coronavirus empty stadiums I don't think we have to worry about this in the NBL I think we the time span until it is
1: over we're not going to get to any sort of it's cold but we're not out in a hot or cold but it is it it's not going to get to any pandemic level it is inevitable that the NBA games will be played behind closed do doors do you think that it gets to that point yes without a doubt or, or is it all getting and I'm no medical professional
0: but I'm just saying in terms of you look at the way that the you know the nba has reacted so
1: far With i
0: just i just can't see it happening what Woj i can't think,
1: see the us letting it get to that point i think it's too late from what Woj was saying it's it's going to happen eventually sooner rather than later it, they'll there will be some games you just hope it's not the playoffs you hope it's sorted even if they can do a couple i wouldn't of games mind the playoffs though. i was talking
0: about this earlier in the office i would love to see the statistics say if there was a stretch of yeah t- 10 12 mm. games in the nba for each team so 10 that's a decent sample size when we talk about nba production mm. To see what players significantly step up and what players significantly drop off when there are no fans in the stands. It'll be, it'll be crazy. Be, there'd there'd be see. players that would significantly drop down and there are players that would significantly play
1: better. Well, it's, it's practice. That's yeah, it's it is. literally the practice it's, players. It's, glori- it's a pre- uh, preseason game is all it is. kings. So it'll be... You know, I think it's happening. I don't, it's not a hot or cold thing, but hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. And I think it's going to be sad. <laughs> you see what? Italy shut down. <laughs> Winning. Yeah, Italy's End, shut down. Italy's, Italy's done. This. End this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's the inevitable sad reality that it'll happen. It's already happening. MLB, NHL is going to be the same. It's going to be We're crazy. for an interesting couple of months in the sporting world. Where's your money going, Pete? Perth. Perth, This uh, I know there's no money out for game three yet, but I think Sydney win that one at home. Force a game four. But I think Perth. Yeah, I've got Perth, Santa, and I'm sort of going, again, I think that Sydney have a decent chance here.
0: I think that if they can rally themselves together, they have a decent chance. But the market where I see value is 11 plus for Perth because Ooh. Sydney have shown, when you look at all this stuff where how much outside influence seems to affect this Kings team, the way they react, the way they comment on social media, that's how teams implode. I disagree. That's how they got down in game two by so much because they imploded. You were their courtside. Oh, they are Yelling at each sure. other. Yeah. They imploded. If they're down in such a crucial game, I can see that happening again. And that's why I look at that 11-plus market. It's not, do I, do I think it's definitely going to happen? No. But I, I think, think there's a
1: chance when you talk about value. No, I think they'll be all right. And I don't think i will get over the line because when they played um, without Bogues in the last regular season game in Perth, and they really did, they really showed up. So if they can emulate some of that energy, and that came from Deshaun Tate, if they can start with him and just ride his wave they, they might be in with a chance but you can't write off Perth Perth are going in No, what no, they're doing no, and they're no doing. One's writing
0: off Perth in any sense no sorry
1: on, on this game I'm back in Perth it's going to be an exciting one
0: I got the Wildcats
1: anyway thank you for tuning in we're going to
0: jump off now and we'll be back next week and what, how many games will there be until we're back next week two two more games see maybe we probably should have done this one you know one every game you t- you're the boss will. mate you're I'm the, the boss. boss that's right about time I got the respect I deserve thanks for tuning in we will see you next week